it's that time, isn't it, when we've almost finished the Christmas goodies and what we haven't eaten, we're maybe tempted to chuck in the bin to remove temptation. Maybe we've not exercised for a while. Maybe we've not even moved very much at all. And so our thoughts start to turn to what we need to cut back on. And I put this in inverted commas, how we're going to sort ourselves out in the new year. It's such a classic time for going broke in the gym, starting diets, and essentially punishing ourselves for all of the indulgence of the holiday season. Maybe we're even full of the hope and enthusiasm of new year, new you. But the thing is, we all know that going for it in January often doesn't last. However bright your rose-tinted spectacles and however determined you might feel right now. And it's why so many New Year fitness plans and diets have fallen by the wayside by the time February comes around. So this year, let's go for something different, real fitness and wellness success in 2023, creating a routine that really works and that is truly sustainable and one that is going to make you feel so much better and last so much longer. Let's dive into it. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at alexchickfit. peeps a huge warm welcome back to the podcast for our very first episode of 2023 and I am really looking forward to this one because this is all about doing things a little bit differently this year and if you've listened to me for a while you're going to know that I love a bit of doing it differently when it comes to fitness and wellness so no more going all out in January and thinking this time it's somehow going to be different and you're magically going to be able to do all of the things. And instead, we're going to talk about a different approach. So one way we're going to figure out how to keep this stuff, this fitness and wellness stuff going for a lot, lot longer. And this is one of the things that I am most passionate about, actually, because so many of us are on and off the roller coaster all the time. And I've seen how bloody frustrating it can be. It makes us despair of ourselves. It makes us wonder why we can't seem to make it stick. It makes us wonder what's wrong with us. It affects our sense of self-confidence. And, you know, even though every time we might go into it feeling full of hope and positivity and determination, the outcome often is that we, we're we just not feeling great about ourselves. And the bad news is that if you have done the same thing, if you have kept repeating the same pattern over and over again a number of times, maybe you do it every January, maybe you do it multiple times a year, but you haven't been able to maintain it, then that is not about to change. The next time it's not going to be any different. But the good news is that if you are willing to look at things a little bit differently this time, if you are willing to try a different solution, then things absolutely will change for you. So I think the first thing I want to ask you to do today is just be really open to changing your approach. And I think that requires a little bit of trust. Um, you know, having all been brought up on this ideal of doing all the things, making all the right nutrition choices, eating clean, doing all the exercise and doing it all to get the results, it requires a bit of trust to do something differently. 
It requires a bit of trust to to go, actually, this time I am going to go in a different direction. So you are going to have to have a little bit of trust in it. You are going to have to be open to changing your approach. All I'm going to say is that even though I don't have all the answers, because nobody does, (laughs) what I do have is 25 years of regular exercise under my belt. What I do have is, you know, several years of being off that diet roller coaster finally and learning how to eat in a way that suits me. What I do have is experience of recovering from a place of burnout and overwhelm and stress. And what I do have is experience of working with lots and lots of clients to help them change their habits for the long term. And I'm not pretending to be perfect here. Absolutely, I am not. Far, far from. I'm still working on all these things myself. I'm still learning about myself all the time. And I always will. And actually, that brings me to the first part of my formula, which is you've got to go into this thing for life. So number one, going into it for life. Now, a lot of us talk a good game about this. Yes, this is important to me. I want to exercise regularly and be consistent, etc., etc. But what we often do is we only really commit to the next six weeks, the next three months, and we're not really thinking beyond that. Now, there's nothing wrong with breaking everything down into chunks and, you know, doing a six-week program or a three-month program, whatever you want to do. But you've got to think bigger than that as well. And you've got to think about how does this fit into the changes that I want to make for life, not just for the short term. Because the truth is that when we go into a diet, when we go into a new exercise regime, quite often we're not planning on doing that thing for the rest of our lives, are we? We're planning on doing it to get the result, and then kind of hoping that another solution will present itself and how we're going to maintain that. But one of the reasons we slip off is because those things are incredibly hard to maintain. Those short-term solutions are incredibly hard to keep going with. So instead, I want you to start thinking about, well, what's the big picture here? What is the thing that I, you know, how am I going to make exercise? How am I going to make good nutrition a part of my life forever for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years? Then break it down into those smaller steps. And that's the thing. Once you do that, it takes the pressure off. It takes the pressure off thinking, oh my God, I've got to do this in six weeks or else. You know, we we start to understand that we've got a bit of time, that we can stay, take smaller steps, that we can go a bit more slowly. And we can also be more forgiving with ourselves as well. I think that is very important because one thing that, you know, the short-term fixes don't allow for is self-forgiveness because as soon as you slip up and you will, you just feel bad about yourself and you beat yourself up and then you go in harder and you're, you know, it's almost like, right, I'm even more determined now. So then the next time that you slip up, which again, you inevitably will do because it's, it's hard then you're even more harsh with yourself. So I think that when you can think about it more long-term, you can approach it with a bit more self-forgiveness, with a bit more understanding of, well, there are ups and downs. There are things that happen in life which are going to slow me down or stop me for a little while, and that's okay. And it also allows you to learn more about yourself. So if you are forgiving of yourself, that you're more likely to look at what happened and to be able to learn something from it. So for example, if you you know had a weekend binge, you might look at that and go, okay, well, actually the reason that this happened was because I was restricting myself way too much during the week. You know, I didn't eat enough. So by the weekend, my body was crying out for food and I ended up, I ended up binging. And when you approach from a place of self-forgiveness, you can look at that and go, gosh, well, that happened just because I'm human. That happened because that's part of my physiology. (laughs) 
that's part of my survival mechanism kicking in. But then you can also learn something from it and you can say, well, maybe I need to eat a little bit more during the week. Maybe I need to not restrict quite so much and I need to look at different ways of doing things. So I think, like I say, when you go into this thing for life, when you look at self-care and exercise and nutrition as a thing for life, then it can change the way that you approach it and you can take that pressure off yourself. Um, the second thing is forget willpower and think habit. Now, I work out regularly because it's a habit, not because I necessarily want to, not because I necessarily love exercise, not necessarily because I am naturally motivated. You know, most of those things are not true. I, yeah, of course, I do enjoy workout sessions sometimes, but not always. You know, often it feels hard and often it feels like, oh my God, when is this thing going to be over? But I do it because it's become a habit. You know, so it means that I do it without question, even on days where I don't feel motivated, periods where I don't feel motivated. And, you know, I'm making up every excuse under the sun for, oh, I won't do a workout today because of X, Y, Z, and I'll do it tomorrow instead. Nine times out of 10, I will just do the damn workout because it's become a habit. It's become something that I just do. And again, when you start thinking about it as a habit and as a long-term habit at that, then you will again approach it differently. So when we're trying to use willpower, what happens is we go for it. We try and do way more than is necessarily going to work for us in our lives in the long term. And we power through it and we power through it and we power through. When you think about habit, what you tend to do is make it a little bit smaller, make it a little bit more realistic and a bit more doable. So with willpower, if you're trying to use willpower, you might be going, right, I'm going to go to the gym four times this week. You may go, you may not have done anything for ages and then you're like, right, I'm just going to start going four times a week and I'm just going to use willpower. I'm going to power through and I'm push myself. And, you know, as we know, that often just falls by the wayside after a little while. Whereas if you think habit, you might go, well, okay, my new habit is going to be that I'm going to move twice a week. And so you break it down into something smaller, more manageable. You allow yourself time to build the habit. Now, eventually the place you might get to might be working out four times a week. Fantastic. But that's not necessarily where you're going to start. You're going to start out with building the habit and building the habit bit by bit until you have got to the place that you want to get to. And when you do that, it makes it so much easier. It means that you're not forever depending on feeling motivated to do something. And I hear people say that to me a lot. It's like, well, I'm just not feeling particularly motivated, so I haven't exercised. And, you know, I have times when I don't feel particularly motivated, but I'll still do it because I'm like, well, this is just what I do. <laughs> this is, you know, it may be a half-hearted workout. It may not be my best workout, but I'll still go do it, right? But that's only because I've, I've worked on gradually building that habit over the years. So think about habit over willpower because willpower will always let you down eventually. It absolutely will. Now, if this is something you maybe struggle with a little bit, then I do actually have a fabulous freebie, which is going to help you out with all of this. It's called the Healthy Habit Reset. It's a seven-day free reset with a introductory video, daily emails for the seven days to keep you supported and to keep you going, and a workbook to keep you focused as well. And it's going to just help you get really focused on one healthy habit that you want to bring into your life, and most importantly, which you can then build on. So it's about the first habit that you can then start to build on and build on and build on. Because these things always start with a small step, a small success. And I promise you that if you start here, if you start to build your first healthy habit, 
it could be the start of an amazing year for you where you finally start to add in all of those healthy habits that you've been desperate to for a long, long time. So if you want in on this, if you want some help, if you want a little bit of support, then just head to habitreset.co.uk and I'm going to pop the link into the show notes as well. Right, on to number three. Don't start cutting things out and being unrealistic with what you ask of yourself. So I sort of started to talk about this um, in the last point. So what we often do, particularly in the new year, is we go, right, that's it. No more sugar. If I had too much sugar, I'm just going to cut out all the sugar. And it often doesn't last, of course, because you... it feels really hard. It feels like something you don't really want to do. Like most of us don't really want to not eat sugar. We think that we should cut out sugar altogether, but we don't really not want to have it sometimes. And we make it very unrealistic. It's almost like we create this sort of black and white thing. Either I cut out sugar or I have failed. Either I cut out sugar or nothing will ever change for me. Either I cut out sugar or I will never lose weight. And we create this like very black and white conversation in our heads where it's either one or the other. And we, what we don't allow is for sort of the, the grey. And, you know, most of us live our lives in that grey area. We're not being perfectly amazing. We're not being awfully terrible, if that is such a thing. But we're being somewhere in the middle with a lot of things in our lives. And that's why, you know, constantly improving things is so important because, you know, we, we always will have things that need to change and things that need to improve. And when we start cutting things out, when we start like drawing a line and saying, right, I'm not having that thing anymore. I'm not allowed that thing anymore. Then it suddenly makes it a lot, lot harder. And we need to be more realistic with what we ask of ourselves. And that's not to say that you can't dream big. That's not to say that you can't have big lofty goals for yourselves, but it's more about the approach to that goal that has to be a bit more realistic, that has to fit into your life a little bit better. And that has to feel good as well. It's not to say that things aren't sometimes going to be hard and sometimes feel a bit horrible, but you know, it generally needs to feel good. And, and sometimes like just cutting entire things out of our out of our lives can not feel good and doesn't feel realistic. And then eventually we just fall off the wagon in spectacular manner. And we just literally undo all of the good work that we've already done. So think about how you can build things gradually. Again, going back to the first two points, really, it's like, what is going to be realistic for you? What is going to feel good for you? What is going to help you to make change and to cut down on the sugar if you are having way too much, but it's not going to be like an all or nothing thing. And it's not going to be this sort of like black and white, either I do it or I don't do it at all. Where can you sort of meet yourself in the middle? Number four, look after you first. Um, I did an episode all about this a little while back. So episode 66, if you want to go and check this out in more detail. But essentially, what I talked about in that episode is that if you are stressed and overwhelmed, then habit change is not going to happen. It may happen for a short amount of time, but eventually it's not going to happen. Because when we're stressed, when we're overwhelmed, we tend to be in fight, flight or freeze. So either we fight it, and we, you know, we're very hard with ourselves and it feels like a battle and it feels hard. Or we run away from it. We bury our heads in the sand and pretend it's not happening. Or we freeze and we don't know what to do. and We don't take any action at all because we know we want to change, but we don't know where to go because we're so overwhelmed with everything. So, you know, when you are trying to like create that long-term commitment to yourself, to your fitness, to your wellness, to all those things, but you are 
not looking after yourself and you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, then it's going to be so, so, so much harder. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's much less likely to happen for you. So really make sure that you're looking after you first and really make sure that you're tackling what's underneath everything because the rest is going to happen so much more easily. You know, if you continually struggle to create a regular exercise routine, if you continually struggle to, you know, eat well and you're very stressed in life, then the thing to do is not power through and try and push yourself and go, well, I need to exercise because then I'm going to feel less stressed and et cetera, et cetera. It's actually going at it from the other way around and going, well, look, regular exercise probably isn't going to stick when I'm feeling really stressed all the time and overwhelmed and I feel like I've got too much to do and I don't have the time. So how can you tackle that underlying issue? How can you bring yourself into a place of more calm? Because when you are calmer, when you are less stressed, when you're less activated, it you're so much more receptive to change. You are so much more receptive to doing things that might feel slightly uncomfortable. And change and habit change does feel a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. So you're going to need to be in a good, calm state to do that. So have a think about looking after you first and tackling any stress and overwhelm that you might be feeling as well. And then we're coming on to the last point, number five, make friends with yourself. So quite often when we are making changes, when we're trying to improve things for ourselves, we go into battle with ourselves because we're maybe fed up of feeling rubbish or because we don't like the way we look or because we think we're just being useless and not able to change. And we're, we're annoyed with ourselves. We're frustrated with ourselves because we, we aren't doing the things that we know would make us feel better. And we tend to go into battle. And, you know, I just, I kind of want you to imagine for a second trying to motivate a child like this trying to motivate a child by telling them that they're useless and ugly and rubbish. Like, not only is that incredibly cruel and something that none of us would ever dream of doing, but it's ineffective because all you're doing to that child is simply leading them into the path of low self-esteem and a complete lack of confidence. Like, how do you think that child is going to grow up feeling about themselves if they're constantly told, oh my God, you're so useless? Oh my God, you're so rubbish. What is wrong with you? Why can't you do this thing? You know, we expect children to, to learn. We expect children to develop. We expect children to change as, over the years as they learn more things about themselves. And that is no different from us. And the way that we talk to ourselves should be no different to the way that we talk to a child. And like I say, none of us would ever say those kind of things to a child. None of us. But we say it to ourselves say it to ourselves all the time. So how do you think that that makes us feel? Do you think that that makes us feel motivated and ready to change and positive and enthusiastic? Or do you think it makes us feel like crap? Do you think it makes us feel completely lacking in confidence and completely lacking in, in the ability to do things? But we do it to ourselves all the time. We go to battle and we fight. We fight against ourselves and it's not helpful it's really not helpful. So you're going to have to make friends with yourself. That is so important that you do that. And, you know, again, I talked a bit about self-forgiveness at the start as well. It's sort of tied into that, the idea of forgiving yourself, making friends with yourself, understanding that you are a human and that humans are imperfect and that humans mess up and that humans make mistakes and that humans don't always follow through on the things that they're supposed to do. And that that's okay, because that is the way that we are made. We are complex 
people. We are complex human beings and nothing is ever going to be 100% simple. So the more that you understand that, the more you make friends with yourself, the more you show yourself a bit of compassion, a bit of forgiveness, the easier this stuff is going to get. I promise you the easier it gets because you begin to understand yourself better and you begin to take your time to make change. You begin to learn from the stuff that has worked and hasn't worked for you. And you you go forward with so much more happiness and joy in your life as well. So there you have the, the sort of five steps. I'm sure there are other steps as well, but I think that these are some of the really key ones. So number one, be prepared to work on fitness and wellness for life, not just a six-week or a three-month program. And like I say, there's nothing wrong with breaking it down into shorter time periods where you're going to focus on a particular thing, but you've got to ultimately think long-term and know that you have, you know, this is this is the work, a work for life. Number two, forget about willpower and instead think about slowing it down and creating those healthy habits one at a time. Number three, don't be cutting things out and don't be trying to do things which are ultimately unrealistic. Have a think about how realistic they are. Think about how good they're going to feel in your life and go from there. Uh, Number four, look after yourself first. A more relaxed mind is much more receptive to change. And if you continue to come from a place of overwhelm and piling stuff on top of what you're already doing, then it's going to be much, much, much harder to make that change. And then the last thing is make friends with yourself. So more kindness to yourself and less fighting with yourself as well. And, you know, I honestly feel like if you can start to bring some of these principles into your life rather than thinking that everything's going to be fixed with a quick program or by trying to do everything all at once, then I know for a fact that you're going to feel better and you're going to ultimately get a better result because it's one that you can actually sustain. It's not a short-term result that goes away after a while. You're actually going to be able to sustain it. And, you know, isn't that ultimately what we all want? What we all want is healthy habits that are going to make us feel good and are going to fit into our lives with a bit of ease so that we can feel good. And, you know, if the answer is yes, (laughs) yes, please, I would like healthy habits which fit into my life with ease, then get to work on this. And remember that if you would love some help along the way with that, then the Healthy Habit Reset is ready and waiting for you. So just go to habitreset.co.uk and you can sign up totally for free to this seven-day reset and really get started on making those inroads into those healthy habits for life. Now, it's really amazing to be back with you for the new year. I'm really excited about what 2023 is going to be bringing for me, for ChickFit, for you guys as well. And I've got lots of plans for this year, bigger and better plans, more freebies coming your way to help you out with all aspects of your fitness and wellness, new programs. And I'm also going to be opening up Power Up Your Perimenopause again very, very soon to new members. So if you know you need a bit of a guiding hand and some motivation and inspiration for this year to make it your best yet, then just keep listening into the podcast and keep an eye on my social media platforms as well to see what I've got for you over there. This is going to be a brilliant year. I can feel it. It's happening and I really can't wait to support you through it in any way that I can. But for now, I'm going to leave you there. I'm going to say thank you so much again for joining me. It's been a pleasure as always. And I'm going to see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.